Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey. This may just show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and of The Widow Coach, and I'm a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey back to who you are begin. Hello, my friends. You're listening to episode 75. And the truth is, I don't have notes in front of me for this or anything, but I wanted to talk to you and just share what it is I think I would like to do with this podcast now going forward. If you're new to this podcast, I encourage you to scroll all the way back and find episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four. Go through the whole process. There are some things I may repeat in later episodes because there are like 12 basic tenets that I teach in life coaching. These are things that helped me get through being a widow. Okay. And I want to start giving more of that content away here. I want to give it to all of you because the truth is finding my purpose in life and having, even just having a purpose in life, being able to have a goal for myself, something that I wanted to achieve, changed everything in my widow journey, changed everything in my grief. Did I still grieve? Of course, yes, I still grieve. I still grieve to this day. I still grieve. I miss him. I think about him every day still. But am I miserable and lonely? No, I'm excited about my life because I have a purpose and I know where I'm, I know where I'm headed. If you don't have a goal of some sort, you have nothing to look forward to for yourself down the line. That's one of the reasons if you have a goal, it focuses your mind. It's the most amazing thing. So let's talk about that for a moment. Oh, I'm knocking things down. Hopefully that Mike didn't pick that up. <laughs> Listen, I want to talk to you about your dreams and where you want to go, because what you want is like the most important thing. And I know we don't know what we want. We lose our spouse and everything is just pulled out from under us. We have no idea what we want. If you, though, are six months out, a year out, you've passed through that state of shock, it's time to really assess your life and think about what do you want? What do you want? That way you can clarify what it is you want and make a plan. And I can show you how to do that, how to coach your thoughts around it, explain the thought model, how you can self-coach yourself and go through this process. First, you need to be clear on where you are right now. Okay. You need to take a really good look at all your thoughts, all your thinking around your life. 
What is upsetting you the most right now? And what are you thinking about it? I teach my students to do something called a thought download where they can take out a tablet right at the top of the page. I'm very upset about this because, or I just feel bad today because sometimes that's what I just have to say. I feel bad today. I'm not sure if I'm depressed. I'm not sure if I'm bored. I'm not sure what's going on with me. Just don't feel good. Just not right. But I can take a tablet out and say, I'm just not right today because, and then start writing down the first thing that comes into my head and write as quickly as I can for a minute, fill up a whole page with sentences that my mind plays. Don't filter them. Don't try to think of what you should be writing down or what you don't want to be writing down or, oh, that thought doesn't really apply. Write down every sentence your brain plays for you while you're writing. That's how you get to take a good look at your thoughts, okay? And your thoughts are not necessarily who you are. These are just things your brain tells you. Sometimes our brain plays thoughts that were just programmed in our brain from when we were kids, even. When we were kids, our brains were like wide open sponges. All kinds of things got written in your neuropathways. And your brain probably still fires those neuropathways without you even thinking about it. You've never taken the time to look at what your mind is playing for you. Your mind is like a series of recordings. If somebody asks me about money beliefs, all of a sudden, all these thoughts from my childhood come flooding back. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And they're not even good thoughts. Like you have to work hard for your money. Wow, who wants to create working hard for your money? <laughs> it doesn't sound like a, a really good belief, does it? Money doesn't grow on trees. My, I used to hear the phrase, rich bitch, used all the time. And in my mind, in my kid mind, it means that if you become rich, you're also going to be a bitch. Or at least everybody will think you are. And who wants that? So we just make sure that we sabotage ourselves constantly so we never get too much money because we don't want people to think we're a bitch. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy the stuff that's like recorded in our brain? And when you start doing a thought download about something, and I do this all the time, I will single out a topic. I will single out the topic of money and start writing every thought that comes to mind. What do I believe about money? And then take a look at those beliefs and say, wow, who, who taught me that? And why am I still walking around with that in my head? You can do that right now for your life for how you're feeling, for what you are making it mean to be a widow, because we each make it mean different things. And the story you tell yourself about it is what is going to create the reality of your life around you. Our thoughts really do create our reality and not in a woo-woo kind of way. Okay, this is trackable. This is presentable. And amazingly, it's manipulatable. That is what I love because I know first you have to be able to identify your thoughts from what the actual facts are. And that is way easier said than done because we always tend to think our thoughts 
are the facts, are real. Okay. If you think somebody is um, stuck up all the time and you tell me that this, I have issues with her because she's stuck up all the time. And I say, that's what you think about her. You say, no, let me get all my friends in here to prove to you. Let me tell you all the people who agree with this. And you can try to present all the evidence you want that the truth is, if you asked everybody on the planet, you're not going to get everybody on the planet to agree that she's stuck up. Okay. It's your thought. When there's judgment in there, if there's an adjective in there, it's a thought. The fact would be you have a friend. Your thought about her is she's stuck up. So, and thinking that makes you feel belittled. And when you feel belittled, you tend to withdraw and act shyer. And your result is that you've elevated her on a pedestal in your eyes and you just feel much smaller than she is. That's what you've done to yourself by thinking she's stuck up. So that's kind of how a thought model works. That was just really off the cuff. I don't even know if I just gave you a really great example or not. As I said, I didn't prepare notes for this. This is all off the cuff. Um, but I like to teach off the cuff. When we do a coaching thought model, and I've talked about that before on this podcast, the coaching thought model is written in a column with C at the top, underneath that a T, underneath that an F, underneath that an A, and underneath that an R. C-T-F-A-R. If you have a handy piece of scrap paper, write that down right now like a column with a little colon after each one. C-T-F-A-R. The C is for circumstance. That's the facts. Okay. The what could be proven in a court of law. It has no adjectives. It has no judgment. It's totally negative. Not negative. I'm sorry. It's totally neutral. Facts are neutral. They don't have an emotional charge until you have a thought about them. The T underneath the C is for your thought. It's a sentence that your brain plays when it encounters that fact in the world. Your brain tells you something probably tells you a whole bunch of some things. But for a self-coaching model, you're just going to grab one thought, one sentence, and put it in that T line. And then you're going to think about when that sentence plays in your mind, how does it make you feel? The F is for your feeling. Every thought we have vibrates down into our body as an emotion. It's a feeling feelings do not come from outside of us. They don't jump from another person into us. Like he made me angry. No, he, anger didn't jump from him into you. It was what you were thinking about him that made you feel angry. <laughs> right? So our thoughts always, our feelings always come from our thoughts. Our thoughts generate our feelings. So when you've got that sentence written in your R line, I mean, in your T line for your thought, Think about how that makes you feel when you think it. 
And the next step is underneath that is the A. That's the action or the non-action or the reaction. Because however we feel is going to affect how we're going to act or not act. If I feel fear about something, I tend to shut down. I back off right away. If I'm depressed, my actions are usually to go curl up with a blanket on the sofa, put on something to binge watch on Netflix, and eat stuff I probably shouldn't be eating. <laughs> That's my actions for depression. So everything we do in our life or everything we don't do in our life is all about how we're feeling or how we think we want to feel or how we don't want to feel. Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. And our actions create a result in our life. And that's that R line at the bottom. It's the result in your life from the actions you've just taken. Now, if you have built an example for yourself and filled in a C-T-F-A-R with a circumstance, your thought about it, your feeling, your action, and your result. And if you've done that right, you're probably noticing that the result proves your thought. Our brains love to be right. We love to be right. Our thought is always going to create a result. That result will always back up the thought we're having. When you get to acknowledge a cycle like that that you've got going on in your life, you look at how you're thinking about a circumstance, how that makes you feel, the actions you take and the results you create, you go, holy cow. At first it can feel bad. It's like, I can't believe I've been doing that to myself. This is so embarrassing and it should not be because the truth is it's power because thoughts are optional. You can pick a different thought to focus on. You can acknowledge the thought that you have right now about it that makes you feel bad because probably your brain's going to keep playing that now and then. It's used to telling you that, but when it comes up again in your head, now you're going to notice it. Now you're going to go, oh, there's that thought. There's that thought that isn't even real. I don't want it to be real in my life. I'm choosing to believe something else. So that's exactly how you begin to understand why you feel the way you're feeling why you have the results in your life that you do right now. If you want to know what it is you've been thinking, like look around you because everything around you has been created by how you've been thinking. And you can take charge now. You can take charge of the thoughts that you would like to focus on so you can feel the way you would like to feel and create the results in your life that you would like to create. Does this mean that you're going to feel good all the time, that you can pick happy, happy all the time? No. Two reasons. One is we wouldn't choose to be happy all the time. We may think we would. So many peace, love, power of affirmation kind of people are like, oh, we're just in bliss all the time. But the truth is, if you hear about a child that was abused, you don't want to be happy about that. You want to choose to feel sad about that. 
or horrified about that. When my husband died, I didn't want to like do a happy dance. I wanted to feel sad. You could choose to feel sad. You can choose to go through grief. And why wouldn't you choose to feel sad about that? Right? So we don't truly want to feel happy all the time. But we can feel what we would like to feel. Also, there are times, you know, we have like 60,000 thoughts a day. And you're not always going to be fully in charge of 60,000 thoughts. We're just not. We can get good at noticing the thoughts that are creating some really crummy results in our life so that we can hit the pause button on those and let all the rest of the thoughts go. I'm a good coach and I've been doing this self-coaching model for my clients. I use it on myself constantly. Do I still have things come out of left field? Of course I do. Of course I do. Of course, sometimes I get riled up for no good reason until I look at it and then I laugh at myself and calm it all the heck down because I know it's exactly the story I've been telling myself about something that got me riled up. So you want to really pinpoint where you are right now by doing those thought downloads, writing out your thoughts, take a good look at where you are now, because then we can take a look at where you want to be in relationship to where you are now. We can take a look at what are the results you would like to create in your life. That's the next step. What would be the specific result you want? As I said, sometimes that's easier asked than it is to discover because maybe it's been years and years since you even sat down to think about what is it I really want? What do I want for me? There's whole techniques of writing everything down and comparing one to the other and trying to decide what has got the most priority for you right now. And you really have to do soul searching to find that priority. It can't be what you think it should be according to what other people might think. It needs to be what you truly want and what you would have to do to get it. And what would you need to feel to do those things? And what would you need to believe to feel that way? That's the power of the thought model. That's the power of beginning to see the difference between story and fact. Now, I've got an entire, my gosh, it was like an hour and a half webinar I did on separating out story from fact and teaching this. If you would like to go watch that entire webinar, um, let's see, what could I do here? I haven't planned this. I'm going to pause it and see if I can find a way for you to go see it or just reach out to me and ask for it. Oh, you guys, this is so funny. I had to pause you for the longest time. You have no idea. But I did find um, a web address for the replay. I wanted something really easy so you could remember it. You might need to pause this and write it down somewhere. If you want to go watch that replay for Story versus Fact, the free webinar, go to joannethelifecoach.com slash webinar replay, like all one word. Joanne, J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com slash 
webinar replay. And that should take you to the replay so you can watch that webinar. It's an hour and 24 minutes. You'd have to watch the whole thing. Although I've been told by those who did, the coaching I did towards the end was what really kind of put them over the edge. They reached out to me right away and said, teach me how to do that. <laughs> which I love. I want to teach all of you how to do that. But more than teaching you how to be coaches, I want you to know what your purpose is going to be, what it is you want in life, even if it's just to travel a little more or to take time to focus on yourself, to build maybe a meditation practice or to eat right, whatever it is that you want for yourself, let's get you pointed in that direction. One of the best ways to overcome obstacles that come up in your mind when you realize what it is that you want, you know the results you want to create in your life, and you can even create one of those thought models around what you would, what actions you would need to take to create that result and how you would need to feel to want to take those actions and what you would need to be thinking about it to feel that way, to take the actions you need to take to create the result you want in your life. It's the power of that model. Once you know what it is, your mind, as soon as you think I'm going to do this, your mind's going to throw up every obstacle it can think of because our brains are just designed that way. When we were living in caves as cavemen or cave women, <laughs> and when it was time that we would get a little hungry and we would start to venture outside of the cave, our mind immediately scanned the landscape looking for danger, right? Like, is there a saber-toothed tiger? Is there a snake under that bush? Is it safe out here? And our brain would say, I think I saw a snake get right back in the cave. Modern day, we're not experiencing that, but our brain is still wired the same. So as soon as you think of something that you want, maybe you think, you know, I saw my friend selling cosmetics for that new company and I would love to do that too. I would love to do parties and make up other people. And your brain immediately says, oh, you don't have the time to learn that. You don't have the money. What makes you think you could do that? What makes you think you'd be good at that? Your brain just starts like going, wait, there's a saber tooth tiger. There's a snake over there. Get back in the cave. That's where our brain goes. But this is gold because as soon as you commit to doing something, like for the ladies that, um, ladies, girls, women, <laughs> no, for the widows that want to commit to taking my course and becoming certified widow coaches. And it's an awesome thing to do. For those that come to do my class, they make the commitment, right? They're like, yes, I'm going to do this class. I'm going to go all in on this, Joanne. I'm going to learn everything I can. I'm going to do it. Their brain immediately starts giving them obstacles, right? Like you shouldn't be spending money right now. How are you going to have the time to do this? Who are you to think you can coach other widows? Is this really going to pay off for you? Blah, 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 blah. Write that stuff all down for whatever it is that you decide that you want for yourself. And your brain starts telling you all the reasons why you can't have it. Write down every single reason. Every single reason your brain gives you. Because then once you see all those obstacles, you can go back and develop a strategy for each one. Like if my brain thinks that this was, you know, this is what's not going to work out. I could do this and this. 
once you have strategized for every one of those obstacles, you can just draw a line right through the obstacle and all of your strategies are now your game plan for moving forward. You've got your steps in place. Nothing's going to hold you back because you've got all of these to do's that are to overcome the obstacles that your brain could throw out there for you. That is the best way I have ever learned to game plan is let my brain go crazy on it. And then I sit down and address every one of those obstacles and figure out how I can get around it. And that becomes my steps going forward. So remember, you have an unintentional model going on. The model is a C-T-F-A-R. It's where you are right now. It's unintentional because you have not been consciously aware that you could pick and choose your thoughts. And you probably have some thoughts going on that hold you back from life. You won't know it until you do a thought download, till you see one of those thoughts and then do CTFAR with it, right? You can see exactly where you are. And then you're going to create an intentional model. It's going to be the thing that you want to create, the result you want to see on that R line. And you're going to understand the actions you need to take and how you need to feel to do it and what you might need to think to feel that way about it and be able to do it. In between those two models, the first model of where you are right now and the model, the intentional model of where you want to be, all those obstacles and strategies are in between those two. That's why it feels kind of scary and overwhelming to think, oh, this is what I want, but could I really do that? It's because you're changing from one thought model to another thought model. And that's not an easy overnight process. You've got a lot of stuff going on between the two, but once you make that shift over to your intentional model, your results are there right? It's as good as done. It's the most amazing thing. But as I said, the first step to that is really understanding when your thought is a thought and not the fact. And go, go watch that webinar because it will help you ha add clarity to that. I go into a lot of detail and we spend a lot of time on this in class because it's so important. We're able to help the widows we're working with see what their story is that they're telling themselves and then understand what the absolute facts were and that all the rest is the story, like painful story that their brain keeps playing over and over and over again. No wonder they're in such exquisite, painful grief. You're still going to be in grief, but it doesn't have to be exquisitely painful. So that is just a synopsis of class one for Widow Coaches class. And I am so thrilled to share this information with you for the next 12 episodes. I want to go through 12 lessons to give you some of the gist of it. Hey, go leave me a review on this podcast. I know it's a pain to do because iTunes does not make it easy. <laughs> I wish Apple would get it together and make an easy review button in iTunes. You actually have to go, I think, search for this podcast like you don't have it downloaded and then look for where it says reviews. 
tap on that. And when you get into where all the reviews are, you'll see where you can leave a review. You could tap the stars. Five stars is nice, (laughs) but you can give me as many stars or as little stars as you want. Leave me a review because the more reviews a podcast gets, then the more people who will find that podcast and tell everybody, you know, If you're in widow groups, like in Facebook or online somewhere, share that information because I feel like this information needs to be out there for every single widow to have. I want everybody listening to this and learning it. My gosh, it's for free. Why wouldn't you? So share it out. Okay. Think about what I said. Write down CTFAR, start looking at that and start writing down your thoughts in a thought download and look at what your brain has been telling you. That is a great start for a terrific week. I'll talk to you next week. 